to another episode of Exenius Podcast, season one, episode, episode four. four. Um, guys, I just need to get this off my chest. We've had a very stressful time <laughs> with this recording, mm. so we won't burden us. you with the details. Yeah, we won't burden yeah, you with the details. Me. But we want to shout out to Dime Studios, our girl. She helped cooked us up. We got there in the <laughs> end. So, um, today the topic Tinder. Wait, be before t- you get into the topic, what is it? Do you celebrate Christmas? No. Oh, you don't. I've cancelled okay. Christmas, guys. It's too expensive. I'm not interested. The day later, everything's half priced, and yeah, oh, yeah. and everyone's stressing over what to eat food and buy food that we don't eat and that you're eating for the next five days that nobody oh, don't want to eat. I no. know. No. I know. Now that my I daughter's get, big, I'm not I, really interested. I hear you, but I still that, get caught up in the whole. It's Christmas feeling. No, you know what I love about the Christmas? lights and the food and the, I like the family. I like the familyness. I like the fact that, especially being in the UK, I don't obviously I've only lived here as we know. Those of you that have been listening for a while, but yeah, I like the fact of every single body has the day off. So even yeah. if you work nights, even mm-hmm. if whatever you do, most people, even if you work for a few hours on Christmas Day, you will be able to get home by two, three o'clock, mm-hmm. have the meal with everybody. Um, I love it. I love the children having fun. Me and my auntie and my brother and well, not so much my brother, but yeah, some of our family get together and we have normally have like watch a film which is traditional mm-hmm. and we normally have a games night which is quite fun. Okay. So I like the family aspect. But in terms of celebrating the actual festival. I do believe it's pagan. We don't know. He was okay. born on the 25th. Like, who yeah. was that? Was it Jesus? We know that. So I, I think that you. I've moved away from that. I think if you're going to celebrate, I think it's more about spending time with my family for me. That's mm. what I celebrate. What about you? That's what I like about Christmas, um, the family aspect of it. But, and I, you know, for some reason, I never really used to be big on the. <laughs> Guys, if you hear crunching, like, we we're hungry. <laughs> so just forgive us. But, um, I never used to really be big on the whole Christmas tree and the lights and all of that, but I find now mm-hmm. I'm tempted to just get into that that whole feeling. And then the other day I was driving up my road mm-hmm. and everybody's house was lit up. Yeah, but I so I was like, okay, recently, pressure. <laughs> I think that's because you've recently changed your living circumstances. Yeah. I think maybe if I changed my living circumstances and I was living in a different area, and that was going on maybe I'd you'd feel, feel tempted to yeah, yeah. I think that's what it but is. i do like the family aspect of it and yeah. stuff so i, I think thought it's a beautiful mention... time i think it's a beautiful time. and i love the furs you know i love me a fur I love oh the yeah furs. i love the glamorous i love the, the, gl- I love the, the sequins glis- yeah the, the sequins the yeah, yeah sequence season guys yeah. i met my fiance on new year's eve Woo-woo. so we normally do something for new year's eve so i will have a nice dress that i pull out and you come know. into a podcast near you <laughs> How Jay met Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Not today, honey. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I think for those of you that celebrate Christmas, I hope you're, you know, prepared and stuff. But what I would say, don't stress over it. You spend, you know, some of us spend a lot, a lot of money, you know, you know half your salary yeah and then you've got to wait till the end of january and then you know it's what they say time. january is like the whole yeah the, the exactly. month of january is exactly. like 12 months within it because you're done off your money <laughs> so, so yeah yeah i'm not getting into it this year i probably yeah. do and i like do i like boxing day sales though me 100%. and my daughter always do the i think day it's day. always better secret it's better to wait for the boxing day sales yeah. like so that's when I'll usually buy my presents. Well, yeah, because be like, you're getting I'll give them a card, and then the next day, the the prices are like 
half sometimes 79 yeah. percent off it's, so really it's just ridiculous so but yeah so we're not going to be rubbing ourselves this year that's our motto oh, no, hashtag no, don't no. rub yourself and it's all about saving and yeah, you got to making be sure you're financially money. stable yes. and not getting carried away and yes. just minding your own and bank accounts business speaking <laughs> of salaries people today we're going to be talking about i'm very excited mixed feelings guys i'm not that excited our experience at work as black females and women in general yeah mm-hmm. so um we both get employed. Into it. we're both employed yeah and that's a blessing it's a blessing itself. within itself not to be taken for granted not to be taken for granted however we've been employed in these institutions and businesses and corporations it can get a little bit stressful within itself mm-hmm. so um and it's important to note that some of the stresses that we go through are not necessarily generalized stresses, no, they're not generalized but it's stresses. added on to the, yes. the the compounding issue. Yeah, you know the of fact that we're black, we're black work. women, yeah, black yeah. women dealing in the workplace, and let's face it, especially in the UK, we have a lot of the corporations and businesses, even though they may be in in inner city areas or where you may think that you know you're going to go into this workplace and find people that look just like you. Um, it's actually sometimes a blessing, sometimes a curse. <laughs> just eat it, man. Just eat it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say I was wasn't gonna do this now, but I've already prepped him, guys. So oh, I'm gonna gosh. do it now. So I'm gonna go backwards. So I'm gonna say a few words to you, thinking of being a black female at work, and I want you to tell me the first two things that come to mind. Does okay. it have to be one word or is it just an whatever experience you, yes, or whatever? Whatever comes to mind. Okay, right. so preconceived. And you can do this at home, guys. Yes, you can. Let us know your thoughts. Preconceived. Um, I guess I think of stereotypes. Okay. So the whole idea of what a black woman is supposed to look like and sound like and be like. Okay. And can I give you an example? Yes, go ahead. The presumption that we all like to sing and dance and we can all sing and... That is so true, you know, not the Christmas or like, party. Yeah. Like some puppy show. The, and then when they put that... What's that song that everybody dances to at Christmas time here? Um, dum, 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 dum. Candy. Oh, candy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not weddings, not Christmas. You think it's candy? The candy's not Christmas. Yeah, but it's like a party. Like a party Not song. necessarily okay, a Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, party, yeah, yeah. song, but it's like a typical party song. Yeah. And then it's like everybody's looking at you like, okay. Yeah, to lead go- out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's one preconceived notion. And there's several that? others. Sometimes if I feel like I love to dance, and those of you that me know too. me would know me, both me and Tendai, Tendai and I love to dance okay mm-hmm. but when you feel like it's a must like people are expecting you to sometimes i'll just sit down yeah just just i wouldn't even say it's a spite but just to prove a point like mm-hmm. i'm not here for your entertainment mm-hmm. i'm really not and i have had impact in the past when i've worked in other organizations where they've invited me to their wedding or the christmas party you know where you come in jay you come in and they just want me to come because they feel like oh yeah she'll get under she's the life of the party and i'll be in the life of the party <laughs> but i'm not getting paid for that honey like yeah, and I feel like that with um other fa- female members in my family as well, and I have spoken to them about it. Like we're not, this is not like you know, yes, a master, no a master. We're not your, you know, you're gonna shoot at our legs and we're gonna we're gonna dance. dance and yeah. if you look at it on a deeper meaning, I think it's quite insulting. Like mm-hmm. I'm not here for your entertainment. I'm not think- a jigaboo on the porch where you're gonna sit and sip your coffee yeah. and sit Teach in your cotton that I've just picked <laughs> for you to. Do you know what I mean? For yeah. you to come and for you to be entertained by. Us and I feel like, yeah, and that that's, that that's has deep roots as well because you know when you really you sit and the, think about it. Yeah, 
you know where that that comes from the whole idea of um performing for yes, for others for and others. stuff like that but I, I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize i'm sorry guys oh okay maybe not <laughs> a lot of people don't necessarily realize that um that they're actually doing it yeah. that they're reinforcing the stereotypes because they just have it in their head that this is yeah. how it's supposed to be and then they're, they're not necessarily mindful of yeah. it um well, okay, I think in this on. day and age, but we'll we'll get back to we'll that. Back to judgmental. It. Judgmental. Hmm. Yes, I think maybe what comes to mind is people. I guess maybe it's kind of related to the same stereotype. So making a judgment or making a prejudgment mm-hmm. based on what your expectations are, mm-hmm. and obviously that clashing with somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever felt like you've been judged at work? I feel like, well, I know that I've been judged at work and in other environments as well. So, for example, when I went to university and this wasn't necessarily, um, yeah, at college, university and other educational institutions, I've been told that, you know, you're too ghetto to be here and, you know, why does your hair stand up like that? Oh, we're coming to hair in a second. You know, how, you know, I've even had a a lecturer at college when I was doing my A-levels actually tell me, um, I won't pass this qualification. And I thought in my head, I'll show you. But I think if you're not of a certain calibre and you haven't got certain characteristics, that That can can easily strip away from you and break you. I could have just left college and been like, you know, I forget it, I'm not going to do A-levels. But me being me, I'm like, mm we're gonna see mm. but that's just my character if that was a different type of um person maybe not but i feel like yeah um getting told I i'm think... ghetto getting told you know even sometimes oh you think you're nice or you don't want to talk to people or oh yeah all that's those another thing things. a so presumption I, about yeah, how I get, you are I get pre- what i, get I tend to get is sorry to cut you off. okay cool. what i tend to get two things one your your disposition and the way you carry yourself so people just assume that maybe you're not having a good day or you don't you know you're not happy and i'm i think we touched on this we earlier did, we did. like your face well, is your face can be a comp- and then people thing. just feel like what's wrong with like maybe she's a bit standoffish yeah. when really and truly well, i'm just I've being myself told, i've actually been told by um a senior member of a previous um employment employment of mine you don't look like you, you want to be here mm. that's what i've actually been is told, it okay to say that to people to myself, well um if you knew how do you me, want me to well, look if you knew me you'd know that if i didn't want to be here i wouldn't be so that statement exactly. is completely null, null and void, void. because yeah. if you got to know me you'd know that jay don't put up with that mm. like when i decide i'm moving as the kids say nowadays we move <laughs> i'm not staying around True. if i don't want to be somewhere Okay. Um, this, sorry. No, the second thing I was going to say about the judgmental thing is something I've encountered over here mm-hmm. where I've found that because of my Caribbean West Indian background, I don't get it very, I haven't had it very recently, but I would say probably when I moved, mm-hmm. there was a, the preconception of, or preconception, preconceived notion of, um, what it means to be educated so if i so my degree is mm-hmm. um from the university of west indies big up to all the pelicans pelican pride whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> um and um and so even though i had like 
same qualifications as mm-hmm. perhaps everybody else or even better mm-hmm. not you know um no, that was looked down better. upon it was felt yeah. like it wasn't good enough because yeah. it wasn't a degree that came from here even though my master's was i have here. a problem i have a problem with that because being a british born person and having traveled i find that international all the internationals of other um, places in the world i guess that does mean international but yeah, yeah they value education much more like we've said before yeah and i find it highly disrespectful that england wants to say oh you trained as a teacher there but that's not our standard Mm -hmm. or you trained as a nurse there and that how dare you then come here Mm -hmm. and say to people i think that being able to speak the language is one thing yeah but if someone has a qualification why can't it just be like we trial you we see that you can do the job go through get the Mm -hmm. same salary do your thing i think that england has got this way of you know putting looking themselves down on a pedestal, <laughs> pedestal and looking down on others. Well, you know what? If we go back into history, a lot of the education educational systems that are in place in places that were previously colonialized like in the Caribbean, are, are modelled yeah. in the English education system yeah. anyway. So then how dare you say to me, and I've met many Caribbean people that have come over to be teachers and nurses mm-hmm. and other things, other professions, and they're having to retrain or they don't pay them enough yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That's out of order. It is. Do you know what I mean? It You've asked people me who've got shortest of people and people come and you want to look down on them. Mm. It's, I, I think it needs to be looked into. So yeah, that's one of me. the things that I... Um, I've noticed when it comes to judgmental or that's one of the things that came to mind when okay. you when you mentioned that. intimidating okay. so intimidating versus assertive mm-hmm. I don't consider myself by any shape or form an intimidating person but I I for some reason I'm very much aware of how I come across if that's if that makes sense mm-hmm. so and it's not it's something that i never really was aware of before like when i do you think it's the uk and working here yeah i think in a different setting it's definitely impacted the Mm -hmm. way that i perceive my own self so Mm -hmm. now i'm very cautious of how i say certain things Mm -hmm. because i don't want it to be misinterpreted and i don't want anybody to feel not, not like, a chance. Exactly. <laughs> not that comes back down to obviously our core topic of being a black female at work. Mm. So the reason I asked that is because I think there's a there was a thing on Instagram uh, probably around the summertime talking about having colds at work, mm. how you talk to people, how you come yeah. across, how you may speak to the Asian colleague, how you may speak to the white colleague, yeah. how may, how you may speak to your black colleague, colleagues. how you speak to your black colleagues when there's other people around and how you, you speak, speak to, to your each black other colleagues when, when you're no one, exactly when it's just you two yeah. or you, you whatever group yeah, you've yeah. got. And you know that we, we have to do that sometimes where we have had to do it in our previous shared employment. Yeah. And I was going to go on to say is, I don't find that people are like that with us. I feel like, well, I don't feel like, I would say it would come across as if from my personal experience, disagree if you want that, people seem to fi- think they can say anything to us. The word, the reason I've put intimidating in this conversation is that I've been called intimidating many times when I can be intimidating. I know when I'm doing purposely. it and I know purpose, purposefully. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. When I know that, okay, this is a situation, I have to stand my ground here so I can't have to, you know, put my back up and, you know, look at someone in the mm-hmm. eye and be like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not having it. When and I think that people don't often know the difference of when I'm doing it and when mm. I'm not, and it's just always seemed as mm. intimidating. Where sometimes, well, a lot of the time, I'm being assertive. This yes. is my point. This is what I'm saying. Do not try to talk me down. Do not try to dismiss what I'm saying. And that's what you find if you don't kind of assert yourself. 
we're not it's like almost like okay just we'll just take your ideas we'll just take your ideas you just do the job and don't say anything yeah but that's not when you when you employ us you get all of us yeah it it, it takes time to be like okay let me just show this face to work let me just show that face to work i am not a very pretentious person by no means so i find it very hard to be like okay this needs to be said i have learned to be like time and place and when to say and when not to say and you know by god's grace that's developing in me However, I do find that it's not reciprocated. It's not okay to just say certain things. It's not okay to go up to someone and say, oh, you're intimidating, you've scared people off. And I've had that very, very recently. It's Mm. quite a fresh wound. Mm. And I turned and I said, no, I'm assertive. And, you know, as a a middle leader in my position, I have to recruit. And Mm. I was actually told, oh, you're scaring people away. And Mm. it was quite hurtful. The person says to me, oh, you know, are you intimidating them? And I had to say, I'm assertive. I'm not intimidating. And they went on to make a joke of the fact that this was an issue in terms of doing what the objective I was trying to do. And in the end, I had to kind of say to them, because they were saying this in front, they said this in front of the whole staff room, and then I had to kind oh, of say... Oh, that's just... Yeah, wrong. then in the end, on a separate... Away from that, the same person, I had to say, do you know what? I don't appreciate what you're saying, and it's not funny. Exactly. And I repeated it twice, and I walked away, because I thought, you are... If you want to see intimidation and, you know, anger and aggression, you go in the right way about it. Mm-hmm. I'm at work. I'm, I'm not bothering you. Mm-hmm. And it's not... That's what I said. It's not... You can't just say that to someone. What gives anybody the right? Black, white, Chinese or Indian. Unless you feel like I've intimidated you personally, don't look and observe me and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm being intimidated. Yeah. I think it's quite feisty at, at the end of the yeah. day. And I, I think it's, it goes back to what people think is intimidating Mm -hmm. so for for you it might just be for someone it might be a raised voice whereas i might i might raise my voice but i'm not raising it in a way that i think is intimidating i'm Mm -hmm. just doing it maybe to reinforce a point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or maybe it's just my way of expressing Mm -hmm. myself but other people might interpret that Mm -hmm. as being intimidating and i find that as black women or black people in general, I don't know if this is another stereotype that I'm reinforcing here, but we tend to be a lot more expressive in the way that we say and do things, and then that can easily be interpreted as aggression or... But in the meantime... Well, but we, we're just like, this is my point, others. and we just want to get that point we across. Do you know what I mean? aggressive and, and micro yes, microaggressions and all those kind of things so because we're like okay let's be upfront here this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm thinking this is my idea da, da, da. instead of them saying well actually you know my idea is this or this is what i think it will be like do you really think so yes or, you know, and i of, cannot stand that, that gen- i think when um this is one of the differences i find as well working here versus working in the caribbean because Back home, they just say it how it is. Yeah, we don't. They don't miss. I think, I think we don't miss our work. <laughs> it's me. like, no. If they say it how it is, and you will know. Yeah, Obviously, exactly. of course, you have. You will still have like that biting and gossip and, and all of that. You yeah. still have that, but at the same time, you you know where you, you know stand, where you or stand. you people say how they feel, mm-hmm. or you will see it in their mm-hmm. face. Over here now, though, the passive aggressive nature is. I, d- I can't. No, I don't like it. It takes like a long it. time. I've been here all my life and it take, it's taken it, me it's up to. Even now, very it's very subtle. It's, v- it's a very subtle yeah. thing um, where they're like, you know, the same yeah. thing you were just saying. Do you really think we should do that? And that's little squinting. And you're like, you know that. 
That's no, what... I don't think we should do no, that. No, but hold on, that's Are what you I said. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing, they when you're out of the room, it's another conversation yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, All right, you geez. pick the words now. So we have friendly, unfriendly, seriousness, um, and um, aggressive. I'm gonna go for aggressive. Okay, let's talk about aggressive. What, what do you we have to, for me? Um, you go first. I think it's what we were saying before. In addition to that, so the tone of our voices, mm-hmm. how we may look at somebody, um, even our mannerisms. I don't walk my as people could know. I walk quite heavy and I wear heels. Me too. So when I'm coming, you know, you I'm, know coming I'm coming here. Click, yeah, 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 click, yeah. And I walk stern. I'm upright. I'm quite a tall lady as well. So I find that even Same. the way that I my presence in a room may be perceived by others as aggressive. Scary. I'm not a um willowin lilo as the term goes or I'm not a wilting flower. I'm upstanding, mm-hmm. you know, shiny, yellow, whatever yeah. colour rose you want. So I'm out there, I've got my thorns and I'm not gonna be you know how you would expect me to be in terms of not you're not going to project how what you think i should be on me even though you you may find it aggressive and i think that it's going across that borderline where it's like if you feel like someone may be a certain way how about stepping out your comfort zone a little bit and just having that conversation with them Mm -hmm. because i'll go back to what i was saying earlier the person that said those things to me at my um in the current situation at the end of the day they came to see me and yeah, they because didn't you apo- laid they it. didn't apologize but how they came was completely different and i thought to myself yeah and this time it was just me and them and they asked me a question and i answered it and i could see the look on their face and i i received it and i thought to myself yeah so i had achieved my objective by just saying the same thing twice and leaving it at that just and i didn't imba- i didn't me. embarrass them i didn't do it in front of people and i could have because when you started that and if i turned around now and said that oh, that was aggressive you said that to me in front of other people. Yeah. You tried to embarrass me in front of other people, mm-hmm. but it's never seen like that. But when mm-hmm. it's the other way around, so I'm because I know what it is to feel like that. I then try to the same old thing, treat people as like as I'd like to Equally, be treated. Because I could have yeah. made it a big issue. I could have mm-hmm. made it a big thing in the you know in front of other members of staff, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought you know I'm going to deal with this a different way. So my point is, we all have the opportunity to be aggressive. But we have to. It has to be appropriate, and I don't think at work aggression, aggressive, aggression doesn't necessarily doesn't work. Doesn't, no, doesn't it work. doesn't work. I think there. assertive, yes. Um, you know, being mindful, expressing yourself, saying it how it unless is. Unless your yes, your job, aggressive. unless your job is specifically, you know, you're <laughs> something like fighting. Something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a bouncer. Yeah, yeah you're something bouncer. like and that. And there are female bouncers. Um, but yeah, I guess. With the aggression, um, I'm in a similar situation where um, the way I walk, the way I carry myself, even the looks that you give can be interpreted. Some people might interpret that as aggressive. Now, Mm -hmm. as I said before, you know me. I'm Mm -hmm. anything but aggressive. (laughs) Um, But I find it interesting that I, because of my personality, I tend to just taper down some of the things that I think may be interpreted Mm -hmm. as aggressive which probably I shouldn't do Mm -hmm. but I feel uh, as I said before I feel kind of very aware of 
how I might look at people and mm-hmm. also how they react mm-hmm. to the, the things that you do. So I might just give a little look and I'm just expressing how I, how I might mm-hmm. feel in a certain situation. And their reaction to me mm-hmm. suggests that they're either shocked or they, they think my reaction is too kind of um, strong mm-hmm. or even some of the things that I say and then the way that they react yeah. and, and I haven't said well, anything that language, I think is the looks, the offensive because I think that I do show my feelings on my face and we do but we tend to do that yeah. na- I mean I'm not to we're not a monolith yeah. uh, you know it, we're all different but at the same time we tend to be a lot more expressive yeah. the way that we you know, as Caribbean people, we put eyes. our finger on our, underneath <laughs> our eye to say my eye, yeah. or like this, this, the, you kiss your teeth, yeah. or you know, you or you point at somebody, or you with your point lips. with your eye, you point with your yeah. lips. Um, don't tell them too much, don't tell them too much. <laughs> exactly. It's just so many different just codes little, that we yeah, have. That Man, we I, have. Just, I love it, but I think that no, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have it any other way, but I Same feel like here. we do have to. You know, it's almost like you have to have... I used to watch um, the programme Friends and we used to have... Um, I used to... I can't remember where I, where I heard it. Either Phoebe or one of the characters said, oh, they have a work laugh. And I adopted that. And I was like, I'm going to have a work laugh. Oh, no. I'm not, <laughs> no, you no, know what I'm no, telling you? What I thought laugh. it was funny because I thought... What's the work laugh? The work, <laughs> no, the work laugh is still me laughing, but it might be things that... I might be laughing, but you don't know why I'm laughing. You're going to assume <laughs> that I'm laughing for the same thing as you, but I'm but laughing you're not for something, something different. different. Yeah. But if you just laugh the same, people are going to be like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Even so, our laughter, though. Oh, Even yeah. laughter is Loudness. considered to be, like, too loud. Yeah. And, and if I'm having a hearty laugh, what's wrong with that? Yeah, and I think that what we were saying before about how we conduct ourselves or how we have to be perceived, like, if there is a staff room or a communal area and there may be a group of let's say ethnic people so you've got your non-white people yeah your non-european people and we're all together when someone else comes into it it's like they almost feel intimidated you can see but why are they intimidated stay you get the odd one that will stay that may have been raised around a certain Mm. environment but you get a lot of them oh you it's know, a bit like much some kind like, of secret meeting or something. Yeah, like just in the staff room or in together, the, like together. Yeah. When you're there, I'll just go in and sit down if I and, so and choose to. On, I'm not yeah. going to be. So I have to think to myself, why is it that you have that intimidation in your heart? Because yeah. we're just chilling. We're just and having it, a lunch. And it comes back to the preconceived um, notions of, yeah. of, you know, of. Alright, we're getting into this. I'm getting quite excited. Okay, so I I've done a little bit of research to our listeners out there. So I looked. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I meant like I went to the Guardian. She's done. And this is from the fifth of February two thousand and nineteen, and the the caption says, "Talented women of color are blocked. Why are there so few black female professors?" Hmm. Okay, so in the kind of academia colleges universities masters phds and things like that i have not got a master's as yet it's something that's on my kind of projectile list that i want to go and do you have yeah talk to me about that experience in the institution that you went to did you have many black professors black no and female professors my my needed yeah, I think I felt like I needed that. I my experience, my postgraduate experience was very interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had a really good time. I went to the University of York and um 
yeah, it was eye-opening. And, you know, they say the more that you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And it mm-hmm. was kind of that experience for me. But I found it challenging in in different ways. So one, you know, I said my undergrad was at, was, um, at UWE. Mm-hmm. I was in Jamaica, you know, with people who are of kind of pretty much the same culture you're studying west indian literature that sort of thing that was the vibe on campus at the time and i came out of that kind of movement and that kind of culture and then going into doing my masters i was the only black student in my class and there would be times when i would be in a whole hall and i'd be the only black person there Mm. and i at first, like, if you had told me about it, I would have just said, yeah, okay. Like, it's not it's really nothing, a big deal. Yeah. It's like, we're all peop- people and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I found it so muting. If that, okay. Yeah, I found it, yeah, I found it difficult to kind of express myself in the way that I normally would. And I found it intimidating. Okay. <laughs> Did that you word? say that to anyone at the time? No, no. I didn't feel like I was equipped to say that like I um, and don't get me wrong like my classmates were fine Mm -hmm. you know my lecturers were were you know under not not to use the word understand they were they did their job like they were really good at what they did but I just felt almost silenced not by anybody per se Mm -hmm. but I found it difficult to speak up within that setting Mm -hmm. um I'm a shy person. I well, kind of sometimes when it suits me, I'm shy. But um, so that could partly be it. But I I found there was another layer to it because okay. because of that. Okay. Um, and that I would say, even though I, I I did I ended up doing well, I could see why some people can feel that kind of layer of silence added onto them again not because of something that somebody has actively done but it just because you feel almost it's a completely different environment it takes some getting used to if you like um did you get experience that i had i did yeah i did i found i found it strange that I people you know like you so the the race I don't know if to call it racism whatever it was mm-hmm. it was very subtle so I really? found yeah so like yeah re, really? no are no kidding sure? girl <laughs> are you sure are you sure, <laughs> sure it's um, not just you <laughs> so like we do like group projects right yeah and one time we did a group project or a project and um there was we interviewed this person and you know it was a, an intimate interview mm-hmm. so obviously if i'm interviewing you i'm going to remember your face yeah the next day <coughs> you walk on campus and it's like they don't know you they pass you like they don't know you oh my gosh <laughs> so stuff That's little things rude. like that if they're not in your circle They'll circle like do the my event class, do the situation do deal with it and it's and like I, do i know you and i found that strange and and awkward. we ain't really like that for us to be like that, we are not. Like, for us well, to not be to like say that, us and them. No, I don't. I, don't, want I mean, to mean, in like terms that, of, um, well, let me say, not say us generically. I would say most of the time, 
as me and you, it's kind of yeah, yeah, okay. Words, but as me and you, I would not do like even at our previous yeah previous place of work, I would not work with somebody and then later on if I don't if I see you and walk past you you've done me something I'm offended yes. I'm upset uh, yeah. I'm not just gonna even if it's I don't think oh, to hey. say hello basic manners doesn't cost anything <laughs> <laughs> I don't think basic manners cost anything so for someone to do that like what is going through your head for you to be like oh yesterday we were doing an interview and you know you were sitting on my sofa and we had drinks and coffee yeah. and we had a giggle and now today i'm gonna walk past and at you. first i thought it was like okay but then it happened several times so i just realized it's this it's like a they don't need you no invisibility more. yeah it's something you no i don't know what, what word to coin it as when my academics to, will have a word for it when but i went to um college and i remember did i had you this, I made something friend, like that yeah i made friends with this girl or so i thought I'm gonna call her name Elizabeth. I don't remember her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth, had, you got you're getting <laughs> called out now. Girl. I, I had come from obviously a majority, you know, ethnic school with you know people that look like me and you know Asians and yeah, so similar, yeah. yeah, similar backgrounds. And I went to school. Well, I went to college and I went to a sixth form college in another area. I didn't think it was that big a deal. But when I got there, there were people from Sutton and more, you know, New Ascot and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, the kind of more affluent areas of Birmingham. And they were fascinated, firstly, by what I looked like. They wanted to touch my hair, which was like... That's very strange in this age. Well, it was in the... What year was it? 1996? So between 1996 and, let's say, 98, 2000, that kind of time. And I thought that. I was like, (laughs) have you not seen anyone that looks like me before? And, you know, this particular girl, we got on, we did English literature together, and I never forget, on the the collection of our A-levels day, the girl looked at me in my face and walked past yeah, and she never. I've never spoke to her. But not. I'm not saying I was expecting to be some bosom buddies for life, but you know, we've just finished a two-year course together. We sat together in class. We did group work yeah, together. Yeah, that's. And you, she literally looked at me. I think she was doing. You know, you get the the um, the clearing, the clearing magazine. Yes, yeah. So I understand that she was busy. I understand that she had. But I just couldn't believe it. She just looked at me and carried on. Like, you know, when someone looks through you, that yes. kind of thing. And I thought to myself, As if you're nothing. Yeah, I didn't say yeah. anything. Because I just thought, you're not I, significant I was, anymore. I was so flabbergasted. I just thought to myself, but I've never actually forgotten it. And what um other people don't realise is as much as you're, you are going to attach and say, oh, black women are like this and white women are like this and Asian people are like this, da da da, da we, are, we can see too. The same way you can watch and, you know, perceive and even make judgments and stuff like that. Unfortunately, we are can also make yeah. We can well. make judgment too. Mm. The difference is maybe because we know how certain things feel, we're less likely to just project that out straight away because mm. we understand what it is to be judged, to be stereotyped, to be you know thought of in a certain way. But as you as you go on, it's like it's almost you feel like twice. What's the say? Once bit and twice shy. Mm-hmm. So you then feel like okay, I'm not gonna really get close to. A person like that yeah. again because it's like you're just using me mm. and when it all when we all come out when it all comes out in the wash you would just walk through me you would just not acknowledge me at all now you know everyone's moved on it's not that big a deal but obviously it is a big deal in terms of because you've remembered it remembered it's it been and that and scarring it's in, yeah, to you so that's like, and just like the same thing that like, yeah so and i, I think these people do these things and think nothing of it and if we then say excuse me you're being quite rude you just sat with me yesterday 
and now you you don't want to say nothing but then my mum always says people have choice it was their choice to talk to us or not they yeah, chose true. not to so we then can do what we want with that for some reason i remember that you remember yours mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so maybe we can take a learn learning curve from that and just be like do you know what don't make friends it, <laughs> <laughs> it could just be like okay if a person regardless of their color creed or background doesn't treat you the way you wanted to be treated whether it be at work in a professional environment or whatsoever you don't keep deal with them moving. just keep it moving because if you ask, I I am quite I can be quite sensitive in regards to how I view communication and relationships with whoever it may be, and I'm talking relationships, friendships, colleagues, mm. whatever. If I can be quite a sensitive person, even though you know I've got this hard exterior and I'm supposed to be intimidating and aggressive, <laughs> I can be quite sensitive. So I am now draw back from certain things just to stop myself from taking it personally. Mm. And I think that in the work environment, that's what will happen. Those relationships won't get built, and people will start to go into their shells and only deal with certain people that are. Reciprocating mm. how they are because of the microaggressions, because of their looking down, because of their pre assumptions and the judgments. Mm. And I think it can be, I think it can be um, quite disheartening. And you have mm. to kind of put on an armor when yeah. you go to work to be like, okay, I'm going to have to deal with this person. I'm going to be told yeah. this. I'm going to be looked at like this. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. You kind of have to. And, that's, and, that, and then that can um, kind of dampen your whole outlook on your workplace and therefore put you at a disadvantage so we're talking about you know lots of opportunities um or the idea of talented women of color being blocked from different Mm -hmm. opportunities i think that's part of not the whole thing but part of part of why i just wanted to read some quotes from this article that i mentioned earlier so we've got um let me see if i can pronounce these names now yaz Osho. Cicely Jones Jones, and Sabine Franklin Franklin. so they're saying things like they've experienced um, racial stereotypes firsthand from the way that they look and the way they present themselves that securing promotion demands um, that one's credentials exceed those of white colleagues Mm -hmm. and the hostile environment blocks talented women of colour and these are actually researched um, quotes that have come from the new research from the university and college union and also i think i was in the manchester university somewhere or um uk higher education institution and um, the ucu report so it talks about bullying in um, terms of academia blocking us mm-hmm. questioning our talent questioning it's, it's, our, your qualifications, our credentials, questioning yeah. our qualifications. this is com- comes back to what yeah. i was saying when earlier you're constantly about being going judged. through this when you're constantly going through this when you're constantly you being questioned you are going to feel disheartened and then it's like well and then it comes down to the fact of when we say well we want our own we want our own university we want our mm-hmm. own college we want our own mm-hmm. this and we own that you can see when you've gone through certain things why you would be like well i don't really want to deal with you which um I wanted to segue just into something on that note. Um, I I went to a you know quite ethnic school, and primary and junior school. We've had that conversation. Secondary, about school oh Secondary, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I unknowingly, to be fair, did that with my daughter, and then I started to think, when she got into about year ten, am I doing the right thing? What because do you mean when you say did that to your daughter? You, if you, you go you to met, a, you you took her into a school that was predominantly yeah like people okay. that looked like her yeah. not intentionally but that was just the local situation but i started to think about this and i've discussed it with a few family members if when 
when you go into the work environment, you are surrounded by you are the other. Let's face it, that's how yeah. they want to see us. We are the other. We are the Black Caribbean. The we ethnic are the minority. ethnic minority. BME. The BME. Why are we sending our children to institutions as children, where they are the majority? But when they get out into work and college and university, the odds are that they're going to be a minority. No. Is it a supportive mechanism to allow them to know. think that? No, I see what you mean. I think when, when are there are advantages and there are disadvantages. I think the teachers project those because my daughter's come home and said many things. And I was thinking to myself, okay, that's not really Yeah, so teachers project, the teachers project yeah, certain things And you have to be anyway. so careful as a yeah. teacher not to project those things. And I think to myself, um, to the kids. Have, I, have I, is that the best thing to do? Because let's face it, we're going to go out there and we are going to be the minority in most environments. You still hear people say, you know, I'm the only black person in my office. In this day and age, mm-hmm. in this day and age... Or you know, even in the school that you teach or something yeah. like that, you're... Yeah. It's gonna, no, and it's I'm not. just thinking to myself, are we really progressing? If people have been saying these things for all the mm-hmm. last, you know, 50, 60 years, then it's still yeah. the fact that, oh, I'm the only black person in my optician office, in my you know in my university and i'm training to be a doctor in yeah my, i want to be a dentist so yeah. in these industries do we feel like we can't apply for these industries do we feel like we don't belong in these industries because of what we see and the stories that i we're think told? so and i and think it this, needs to change really yeah it needs to change i think there's a lot of work that needs to be done around um changing the perceptions of what careers people can get into and actually breaking um breaking those those barriers mm-hmm. and coming back to what you were talking about um you know going to or attending um a school with predominantly ethnic minorities mm-hmm. which is ironic because there would there there wouldn't be ethnic minorities <laughs> in that school there wouldn't be uh, exactly. they still term it as such yeah um i see it as there's an advantage to that in the sense that you're able to thrive as you are mm-hmm. and you're there's a sense of pride that I think develops so I think coming from my background I am a hundred because I could have been brought up I could have come gone to secondary school here yeah yeah but um I think I don't know maybe correct me if I'm wrong my parents decided deliberately that they would move back to the Caribbean mm-hmm. so that we could have that kind of foundation mm-hmm. and I think maybe it's slightly different because I'm de- we're dealing with a, a predominantly black nation mm-hmm. which is the Caribbean and that, that the, the setting is slightly different but I do think that it does encourage um, a kind of pride, a healthy pride that you need, a kind of um, independence that will take you through any kind of any yeah, environment. Yeah. So I okay. think that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. But I see what you mean mm-hmm. in terms of if you go to a school where people are very insular mm-hmm. and their views are very limited mm-hmm. and they're only they are only exposed to so much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're ex- you, you know you you're kind of in that environment you it's uh, kind of very difficult for you to look outwards mm-hmm. so a lot of our a lot of stu- a lot of students or you know who go to schools like that and I'm not saying you know in any way this is the case for every single mm-hmm. school but you tend to find that they they get caught up in this idea of just remaining in one place or yeah. or not looking beyond mm-hmm. what they've already seen because well, the that's all that's around well, them, the which is unfortunate. 
I when my daughter went to this school in year seven, I never forget. She came home and says, um, "Mom, um, they insisted that I." She brought home the library card form, so I was like, "Babe, didn't you tell them that you got a library card?" She goes, "Mom, I tried to tell them, but they didn't believe me." Library card, you know, library card. So they are presuming that you're coming into these inner city areas. Yeah. You're working with, you know ethnic minority children let's say this term black children I, I don't actually and like that term. you know they need you to come and give them a library card because you know they don't know where the library is even though there's one on the yeah. corner or they need you to you know they, if they have like a trip to Europe it's like oh my gosh you must go on the trip my daughter's quite well travelled thank you very much she has a library card thank that's you another much. that's I another drive thing. and mm-hmm. she goes to different cities like she's been she's you know she does a lot of stuff and they presume that because you are in a certain situation or you or live in, in a, a certain, certain area, area in a certain area mm-hmm. you cannot you have not afforded your child and when I say afforded I don't mean money financially I mean you have not ensured that your child has certain experiences mm-hmm. and I think it's quite it's very um small minded yeah very very small minded and again going back to the words we were talking about earlier you are then projecting those things onto my child it's not when she got a little bit older and she was like mom i had to let them know that i've done this and i've done that because they were very much like they even said oh you know you'll all have to none of you will have inheritance you'll all have to you know buy your house from a mortgage what these are the this is what i'm trying to say so yeah but these are in the city area children look like them but the staff don't the yeah, and, and, and a lot of cases, and then they, pro- and they as you were saying, they, they project those stereotypes, project the stereotypes onto them, onto the and then the the children then don't have that out, out yeah. you know, look. And, and they would say, they say, oh, you know, we're doing things for this community, these what inner city you? kids, what they don't you? have lots of opportunities, and we're here to provide them. What but the ironic thing is, in so doing, they're then projecting that yeah, kind of thing yeah. onto which them, then we're which is adulthood. Yeah, and then you go, like we were saying, you go into the workplace, you then experience these things. And yes, it's not only, and it's a shock. Only certain children. No, not I'm not being chained. Or some people are, ch- you know, clever. Or I'm not trying to insult anybody. That's not what I'm saying. So please don't be insulted. <laughs> but some people will take longer than other. Oh, sorry, excuse me, quicker than others, they'd be like, oh, I recognise this, I've seen it before at school, I recognise when the teacher said this to me, and I recognise when, oh, that person's now treating me a similar way, and some people will correlate it and be like, oh, that's how yes. they see me, that's well, how, how am I going to change that, what am I going to do? Yeah. Alright, moving forward, guys, we're going to um, talk a little bit about our whole appearance, <clears throat> appearance. so we've obviously our hair, which is such a wonderful thing, Makeup. we've got our expressions, we've got how we dress, and we've got um, how we kind of present ourselves makeup mm. no makeup how we present ourselves at um work so there's actually been a big issue around hair discrimination recently mm. in terms of what well, you it's see been going on for a it's been got what is coming to the forefront you know you got black twitter and all those kind of things so what is seen to be a professional hairstyle so those of you that have been listening know that i have um locks and tindai will have whatever hair she wants basically <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear wigs, so. Yeah. Not then, yet. Oh, let me I'm, read I'm working this. on it. Let me read you this. Okay, so UK on hair discrimination at work. I was doing some research again, guys. Research is my favourite word today. And um, I need to find it. Sorry. Let me just flick. So there was the... the have the, you ever... F- while, you, while you're looking for it, have you ever felt uh, like you needed to taper your hairstyle to suit work? Me? Mm-hmm. 
I just don't. If I feel like my hair's messy, then that bothers me. It's not what work says. It's that I'm Better. thinking, you know what, my hair's not quite right today. And what I do wish I could do, which I used to do before, and I suppose I could do it at work at, in my preferred, but I never have. I just feel like to fling on one head tie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I that is what always I've thought about wearing head ties, but I've just never come around to doing it. Yeah. Um, partly because I don't know I just feel well, like when, it's when just the, gonna be too much that's what I feel like it'll be too much, too much to come up with my bright orange yeah. <laughs> and African tied, head tie matching yeah. yeah so what it, you know what I think that if my hair is messy because then that those, bothers of, yeah, you. those of you that have um, locks or you're aware of locks when you start to grow your little afro in the middle mm-hmm. that your hair don't lie flat yeah. it's kind of like it does look messy to me so I have a personal standard but and I will be like, oh, the girls are over like, oh, you know, girls, my hair, I need an appointment, and they will know. They'll be like, you know, Jay's not happy with her hair right now. <laughs> but um, in terms of how I'm perceived and how, what I think is professional, I know how to carry myself. I don't need Anybody somebody to, to come and say you. to me, oh, that's not a professional hairstyle. You know, what I'm gonna say, guys, who are you? <laughs> you know, what <laughs> exactly. I'm going to say. I don't. I personally, I don't. Um, I could see why people f- would feel like they need to taper it, but I don't. If I feel like wearing an afro, I'm a, I'm gonna wear my afro, and I'll wear it big as well. Um, but like what you said, if I feel like my hair's untidy, or like you're having a bad hair day, then that would bother me more. That more so than um actually having like a specific hairstyle um but what annoys me is i have braids in right now um i'll give you the link of the person who braided my hair she's really really good um but i have braids right now and it's like people don't understand black hair in this day and age i mean it is changing now but it's this oh i like your hair like that because it looks longer obviously mm-hmm. or i've never seen you wear your hair down but you know like what? um hello my hair is like this is not my actual hair I'm like can you not do you not do know we that? try to understand their hair do we care like no. why are you so fascinated like no. get over yourself like i think it's a matter of you don't get to decide to, to tell us what is professional if you look, most of us were raised as Caribbean people, Caribbean descent, African descent. We are very much like, okay, you need to carry yourself in a certain way. Yes. Most Caribbean African yes. people are brought up like, carry yourself properly. And we, as what? females as well, okay. we get raised to be like, okay, you know, almost conservatively. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You must carry yourself properly. Your hair needs to be tidy. Wash your face, wash mm-hmm. your skin. Make sure you smell yes, good. Yes, of Make course. sure you're dressed appropriately for the make circumstance. Make sure you're bed every make single sure day. Make sure you're day and night, hunty. Day you know, and exactly. night. Exactly. We we, that's how we've been <laughs> raised. So when you're then telling us we don't look professional, we're looking at you like, mm. like who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Where did that mm. come from when you done bought your suit from next and you press it this morning and, you, you know, your hair's oh, done. Oh, it's not even pressed. And you oh, no, you mean us. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I think it, it's quite an issue, but I, what was you going to say before I go into this? Um, I was going to talk about, Lord, I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Okay, let me go. Okay, you so go. So I was looking at, there's an article, it's, September. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. No, actually, I'm lying. It's the 9th of December 2019. But I don't know if that's the day I printed it. What's the day today? Anyway, never mind that. 
I, I digress. Okay, so there's a few questions. What is your experience with hair at work? This is a lady named... Oh, hi. Tandy. Tandy, Sabanda. Tandy Sabande, age 22, and she's a journalist journalist that lives in London. And she talked about, um, you know, having comments like, you know, okay, sister, whip your hair back, or, back and forth if she's wore braids or had her hair pressed. And she said that, there's a particular incident that she recalled, and it says, at a Christmas party, she wore a wig. Unprovoked, a co-worker approached her and said in front of everyone, oh, God, you must be boiling hot in that. I looked and I said, no. The person continued and said, are you hot? Take it off. Mm-hmm. Imagine you've gone to your Christmas party, and, and you, you could do, do up hair wig. You know your hair, what you just bought your hair wig that you yeah. have especially made, and someone's going to come and tell you, you are hot, take it off. Nah, that sounds. Is that appropriate? No, it's not appropriate because you are. It's this is your personal being and space. Like nobody should have to tell you. um, So they shouldn't project their own thoughts onto you. So they think you're hot, but you're if you're not hot, like it's not really their business. So she should have turned around and said, "Yeah, I'm hotter than you." And what? (laughs) Um, what I was gonna say was that sometimes. As black women, we tend to help reinforce some of those stereotypes. Not stereotypes, but the the notion of what tidy hair is. So, for example, mm-hmm. for a very long time, I think now with the natural movement, mm-hmm. people are more um, are becoming a lot more educated and a lot more open to wearing natural hairstyles. However, there's still the overriding... Um, view that um, in order for black hair to be neat, it needs to be straight. So in a lot of places, Caribbean backgrounds, African background, you find that women tend to straighten their hair mm-hmm. to get that professional look. And I've actually heard people say, I, I don't feel right or I don't feel professional enough if I come to work with my hair not in its natural state it needs to mm-hmm. be straightened whether that's pro- whether that's um by heat or whether that's um by chemical so i think i think we the we've we've come a long way but i think we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to how we view natural kinky hair and it reminds me of there was an ad um quite recently with a young girl was it H&M i can't remember if it was H&M and her hair was just pulled back in like two mm-hmm. or something like that as a child as a as you would as mm-hmm. a normal little black girl's hair would look and it wasn't slicked back with mm-hmm. gel and all of that it was just like natural natural hair and people criticized the photo and it was advert. mainly black women there was a big who were critiquing and saying they couldn't cut comb the girl hair and da, 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 da. I think I commented and my comment that I said about that was so you can come for me <laughs> my <laughs> comment was I don't it wasn't it wasn't that it didn't it just didn't look kept that's what I thought and okay. I thought as but I, what as does I was, kept look no, like no let me finish let yeah, me finish as I was saying um, a couple of sentences ago as culturally most of the time we would if we know we're gonna be going out or something you would do your daughter's hair it might not be i'm not saying slip top because i never used to use all that in my daughter's hair my mom never used to use it in mine but to me it didn't look like it was done at all it looked like you know when you go to bed and you have bed sleep exactly and you get up that's how she looks let me ask you in my humble opinion 
the I think they they talked about the 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 motif behind the the ad, which is yeah. like children playing. Mm-hmm. So after we've combed our daughter's hair, yeah, gonna go in the mo- at the end of the day, it's yeah. gonna look messy. Mm-hmm. So that was the the thing behind the whole mm-hmm. the whole um picture, according to them, mm-hmm. that you know she's after a day she's played and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then if you've got little white girls with messy hair, yeah, people aren't gonna come for yeah, them in the same kind of way. Yeah, but their the, pictures were messy. Their pictures were messy as well. I would say. Okay, that. but so my thing is, if you're gonna comment on that mm. for that point, yeah. then you need to comment on all of the girls. I think that's, that that's what I. If, that's if, how I uh, to be fair, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't read everything around it. So mm-hmm. if that was the, if that was the campaign whereby our kids have gone out to play, children have gone out to play, did there? That's a hundred percent true. Because yeah. how many? I remember getting in trouble. Where my mum's did up my hair. You've gone to the wedding, all the Christian, all the blessings. Yes. You want to put down chasing balloons. You know them. You got to the, yes. and the balloons, and all the kids are running up and down. Chasing. I what used is to come, it with kids and I balloons? I used to come though? back a mess, like, random. <laughs> Just so, no, come like back, what is it with kids me. and balloons? <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me I don't know but the kids just love balloons I don't know why <laughs> they, they do they float and they they look magical and they've got the little string on them but yeah so and I remember playing and having a whirl of a time with my cousins and then my mum was like come here fix up yourself come do you know what I'm trying to say you used to I used to get into not into trouble but I used to feel like okay my mum's going to fix me now but yeah. then she fix me and I'd go back and play again so if that is the theme of it okay I would agree because mm. that is what happens. But I hear what you're but saying, though, regarding... So, yeah. for me, I would automatically think, no black woman, as far as I'm concerned, and um, you can come for me about this if you want to, whoever's out there, no black woman is going to knowingly send their child to take a picture and they haven't done their hair. That's just it. Mm. We're just not going to do that. I lie. No, no I agree. That's that. what I'm saying picture to you. Like, but remember, it's not... The, the ad is based on the caption the, children you playing. know children playing or whatever it is so case, it's not necessarily if if we're looking at it from that point of view yeah. then why is it that that is seen as that's okay. a, the child's hair let's spin it that let's, is our hair let's spin but it. Let's i understand spin what it. you're let's saying regarding because we like you know black little black girls hairs you know yeah. you play with you you have your bubbles and your little yeah. clips but and i'm not, I'm not all i agree with you it, just, it doesn't have to be you know edges slicked and waved and all that b- kind of thing because we all have you know some hair doesn't slick back some hair doesn't there's all different <laughs> types of hair so it's not gonna work for everybody you're trying to got to be let, let's spin it let's spin it let's spin it tindai so at that conference table when they made that decision was there a black woman around there if they had a black uh, woman yeah. up in that you know in that table at that table they would have known that um, black women don't send their child out like that yeah they would have known that she might have had a bubble missing or, or maybe she maybe they like did was... have a black person on the table and they didn't feel confident empowered or empowered confident to enough speak. to say anything did they reach their glass ceiling have they got a, oh, a fantastic they, yeah. lady in there that's a fantastic um columnist or maybe or they said an something advert and they shut them down and they shut them down because <laughs> i feel like um there's just there's so many facets to this and there's so many different images of us but i think we need to decide what is professional for us i disagree with the fact that someone else should be saying and this is not me just being oh i'm a feminist and i just want to carry myself anyhow i want to i agree that there's lines of professionalism yeah. i agree that at school your skirt shouldn't be a certain length yeah. in any profession you know 
how you're gonna what you're gonna wear out on a night with your um girlfriends or with your you shouldn't be wearing this to school it's not going to be wearing to well to school if you've got a top on that's too low it's not about whether you're black white chinese or indian the top's too low i can mm. see your girls saying hello to me yeah if you've got on a skirt that's too short it's too short but coming back to what we're saying off mic some ladies can wear these short skirts yes with their this is gonna think exactly or not even marga let me take that back because i know people don't like to be called marga but different body marga. types <laughs> different body types that we're we're curvaceous and i'm not saying i know even black females we have different shapes different sizes different um body types but i know for a fact sometimes when i've gone to work and i see some other females wearing certain skirts and tops and stuff and i look and think what could i couldn't come to school if you yeah because and it's on yeah it's unfair because you have a certain body type it's just too short it's it's too short it's too short and it shouldn't be because you're very slim or you don't really you're not as well endowed as other people you can get away with certain things that it should Mm. just be one thing down the line um and this is the thing where we go back to the hair like no one else is being told you know don't dye your hair or don't you dye know, your hair. Don't your hair. If some some people, some ladies, don't wear ladies, your hair out. You know they wear their hair out. They dye it very very light blonde. It's not their natural color. They wouldn't be told don't dye mm-hmm. your hair that color. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be told you know put mm-hmm. your hair back in a bun. They, but our, wearing our hair down is wearing an afro. Wearing our much. hair down. It's just on. We just comb it out and that's it. Our hair naturally grows out. And I feel like we've come too far now to be educating people on this. Really. It's yeah. not my fault you don't know how my hair is and you should not be offended. This is where my problem is. Why are you offended by the way I'm wearing my hair? Mm-hmm. Right now, you smell, your suit don't look good <laughs> and your tie don't match your clothes, but I can't say that to you. I exactly. have to just look at you and be like, hmm. Okay. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So where where do you get off having the audacity? And more time, it's not even the owner of the company, you know? No, it's not the it's owner. Just, no. It's some little supervisor, sideways, segway person that, mm. you know, you don't pay my bills. You don't, you don't even have anything to do with my performance review management. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with you, but you're here coming to tell me how you feel. And you know what? How I've got, how I've dressed, how I've come to work, what does it have to do with your feelings? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? They put, oh, yeah. well, you don't feel that that looks professional. Professional is not a feeling, you know. Have you ever been told that? Um. And I wh- when I was a technician, I when I was a technician, I like to dress. I like to put myself together. And there was a lady at one of the schools I went to in Solihull, and I think yeah, I was getting ready to leave. This is before I was going to be a um, teacher, and um, she made a comment to my manager, and it got back to me. She doesn't feel like I dress. Um, appropriately for um to be a technician how does a technician dress exactly in overalls first of all first (laughs) of all my workplace didn't have any uniform policy so if your workplace doesn't have any uniform or dress 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 what's it called code of conduct for dress or dress code policy technically legally you can't say anything to me Mm -hmm. that's my decision Mm -hmm. i just used to go in my skirt and a top if it was summer i'd wear a blazer probably my denim jacket but i would dressed for work mm-hmm. and it wasn't an um, office based job and these are the times i used to be on public transport so i had to dress sensibly and i'm out and about i want to look good well yeah. i'm not wearing no drudgery yeah. drudgery clothes and i thought to myself i'm not gonna lie the first thing i thought of would you just look pop down anyway mm-hmm. you wouldn't know what a good <laughs> outfit looked like if it come and slap you in your face however i had to take it on the chin and i didn't i wouldn't say i changed the way that i dressed for the job because 
my manager, the way the relationship that we had, he would have said something to me. Mm-hmm. She, he told me his wording was, in her opinion, he didn't say, you know what, MJ, this is what you should this do. Is what you should so be you didn't doing. feel like I didn't you feel like to. I needed to change anything. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you didn't like me. You didn't like the fact that I came there with a certain um, regimented list of things to do. So what would happen is, just to give you a bit of a backstory, I would manage the network. The network would manage was owned by the council, but the school would have things that they needed me to do as well. Mm-hmm. So I would go there with my list of things to do. She would want to override and say, actually, I need you to do this, this, and this. Well, my manager's told me this, this, and this. So that's what I real, really believe the underlying problem was. Mm-hmm. You couldn't pull my So it manifested things. itself it manifested in something in else. in that way. Do you get what I'm trying and to say? very often So does. sometimes it's not about... I think there's a lot of jealousy as well. And I've heard older women in my family talk about this. As um, black females, we do take pride in the way we carry ourselves. You know, we have that. Some of us have that bus look about us. We want to wear a suit. We want to wear our heels. We want to wear our opaque tights. We want to have our hair, you know, to match how we are feeling that day. And we're going to strut and we're going to walk with confidence. Mm -hmm. And some people just don't like that. I guess that's what yeah, it comes. That's, that's the don't. long and short of it. Yeah. Because if, as I said before, if there's no dress code policy, anything that they say to us has to match in with the Equality Act 2010. If it's not matching in with the Act, and you're not saying, okay, you can't wear this because, or you can't, you can't discriminate against one person for their personal appearance and not discriminate against it's another. It has to be fairer. Mm. Okay. So what about makeup? What do you think? Um. I think it very much just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Again, you shouldn't... I know that in some professions, for example, or some jobs um, like air hostesses and things like that, they're kind of expected to wear makeup, which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with either. I think it's just very much up to what you want. Mm-hmm. Personally, I I do it based on my mood. So, Me like, too. if I'm feeling really, really happy and... Like, if I've got, like, a meeting that I need to, you know, make sure that I know my stuff for, then I feel like I'll put on my makeup and that will be, like, my face. That will be something that will help, not necessarily help to boost my my confidence, but it will be a part of my whole presentation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I like makeup. I like playing with makeup. I like um, experimenting with different things. So YouTube video coming at you. But I I think also I'm trying not to rely on makeup too much. So there was a time when I when I was like, oh, let me just wear makeup to work every single day. And then afterwards, I, I was like, nah, this is, nah, what am I doing this for? It's not necessarily good for my skin like that. So I just tend to give my skin a little break Mm. but like I said when I want to look a little bit more upbeat Mm -hmm. and ironically when I'm really really tired Mm -hmm. that's when I tend to wear makeup because I just want to like yeah Mm. so I think it can give you that extra if you want to have a little extra Mm -hmm. boost to how you look um, I would say go for it I don't necessarily agree with wearing very heavy makeup to work Mm -hmm. so like heavy lashes and and stuff like that. I, don't I think it's down to again, personal but again, choice. Again, it's personal. I think I did watch a um, documentary on um, oh my gosh, Singapore Airport. What? Was it Singapore or <laughs> Thailand? I oh, know I watched these random things. I so know that's very random. Very Jay. random. But my point is, the air hostess there all have to have a certain look. Yes, yeah, so the hair. Hostess, ha- yeah, that, the hair has to be done. Yeah, the they same has way. to be done a certain way. Some of them had to cut their hair; they were in tears because it wasn't 
he couldn't go into the bond correctly they did a makeup tutorial and if they couldn't repeat how the lady did the makeup to the letter with like probably some minute variants they couldn't have the job but suppose it didn't suit their face. In a matter, time. this is what I'm trying to say. So you've got extremes. Yeah, where that's that's too extreme. You need extreme. to look this way, and it was almost like a model look of how yeah. they should look, and it was based on an air hostess that works started up how many twenty years. So ago. let me ask you this: Did the men have to wear makeup? No. Okay then. So therein I lies the problem. <laughs> exactly no like if you're not expecting men to do that mm-hmm. I think they had a uniform then you shouldn't stuff, have to say that haircut. women have but there to was, wear makeup but there was no the men didn't do what the women did the, the, they seen what how this company had their business model like the face of this this particular look was the face Woman. of the company so they what they were saying is that okay, when the men come you. they're expecting to see this look and this is what we've advertised so mm-hmm. they're kind of saying almost that if you don't look this way it's them false advertising but it's common sense. If one one wait to look, if one air hostess looks like that, why are you expecting them all to look I like don't that? Know that make why. No sense. I don't even know why. When I was younger, you know, one of the main things that you, people would pick out, like, what do you want to do when you grow yeah, up? Oh, I want to be an air hostess. It looks glamorous, Actually, didn't it? Nah. I wanted to be one. It's just a waitress in the sky. Exactly. Yeah. No disrespect to no, you all no, out there. No, no, no disrespect. But when you're young and you don't know what it is, you're thinking, oh, it's glamorous, you get to travel and stuff. But it, You I do get like, to travel, but I, I don't like think it's glamorous like that. You know, I've got to have this flick on my eye with this mascara and, you know, I've got to have this blusher on. And, and you know what? And another note, no black woman can't be an air hostess there. If you move to Singapore, you couldn't be no air hostess because you don't have that look. True, exactly. <coughs> Which would be discrimination. Discrimination. Um, I think for me, I just wear makeup when I feel like it. Mm. When it comes, I don't mind, like, my in terms of clothes, I will wear, you know, I have my... Even though there's not a uniform that work has given me, I have my set clothes that I will wear yeah. and rotate, and as I'm sure Rachel. most of us do, mm-hmm. you know, when you organise yourself, especially if your job is quite um, hectic and you've got a lot to do, the last thing you want to be doing is thinking about what to wear in the morning in terms of that. So most of the time, I would um, I could probably speak for... Um, I would say probably... I can't give a percentage on it, but I would say most females probably plan their outfit and have, a, or at least for the week, I'm going to wear this. I know what mm, I'm wearing. I have an idea. So when someone says, oh, you know... I don't plan for the week, per se. Or sometimes I have I an idea what I'm going to wear for the week. But I'll know, like, every day, like, in the night, I'll be like, oh, I'm wearing that next yeah, yeah, yeah. So for then, and then sometimes, if it's a matter of, oh, I do have a lipstick that will go with that or something, I might think, oh, that day. Oh, yeah. If I want to do that, but then sometimes I think, Cha, I'm just going to wash, you can't move, wash yeah. my face, cream my face. <laughs> what I just wash. wear black. Yeah, and just, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So... And make sure you moisturise your skin. Yes, moisturise, spritch, spritch, moisturise. Especially in this weather. But, um, yeah, so I think that, I think we would agree that we are perceived in a certain way. Yeah. I think that, I don't think it's really changing, to be honest with you. I can't see it changing because when I sit down and speak to other people in my family, other females, they say it's the same things that I'm saying now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it's they say the same things that I'm saying now. So I think that we have to call that work, unfortunately, how we talk to each other, how we interact with each other, how we interact with others. Mm. We do have to kind of, I feel like, well, yeah, we do have to think that little bit extra about how we're coming across. Mm-hmm. And you have to pick your battles. So when someone's saying something to you that you know is not right, you need to kind of let them know. And my fiance always says you have to be witty in terms of how you respond and what how you kind of check them. You do have to check them, but it's how you do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not necessarily returning it in a way that they perhaps expect you yeah. to or yeah. gratify them in yeah. a certain way. Yeah. So. 
yeah. it's just about using your head but guys i think we've got to the end of our topic yeah yeah yes yeah. so um yeah um I'm i just want to say a big <laughs> shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast um we really really appreciate it and um you can continue to look forward to great things from us remember to con- to share like subscribe comment share you can find us on itunes soundcloud spotify buzzsprout check us out <laughs> <laughs> okay guys good Peace afternoon out, guys. good evening good night Bye. Bye.